Welcome everyone to Dr. John Bedker's Leadership Podcast, the podcast focused on leadership. The episode will begin shortly. Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the podcast. Today we're going to talk about compassion, and in particular, compassionate leadership. It's often given what I think is a bad rap as a soft leadership skill. Soft skills doesn't sound good, doesn't sound tough, challenging, doesn't sound right. I'm going to make the case, the argument, that I think some soft skills, and in this case, compassion, is actually quite a challenging skill, quite a difficult skill. Now, the more traditional hard skills, if you will, those areas of business school that we all had to pay attention to and are very important, things like finance, accounting, um, learning how to understand, reason, analyze, and make decisions based upon an income statement or a balance sheet. Now, these skills are more technical. They are more hard skill, if you will. But today we're going to talk about this soft skill, which I think, again, is quite a challenging skill for each of you as leaders. Okay, so let me begin by saying welcome. As always, I am so happy you've all tuned in to the Dr. John Bedker Leadership Podcast. I am your host, John Bedker. And as I've already mentioned, we're going to talk about compassion today. I think in this day and age, at this time in our world, it's a very important discussion to have and something for you as leaders to think about. Well, we're in the midst of a, just finishing up, I should say, on a global pandemic, still have after effects, still have people getting coronavirus. Economic volatility, a whole bunch of that. And we certainly watch with incredible interest economic issues, not only here in the United States, but globally as well. Natural disasters, climate change is having a significant effect. And we see the results, the consequences of natural disasters often, frequently in our news. Certainly, we would not want to exclude things like civil and political unrest. Holy cow. Yes, we live in a time of distinct civil and political unrest. So in all of this tumultuous and chaotic world that we are all living in and needing to lead in, what can we do? Well, we can do all kinds of things and we need to do many. Let's be clear. This is not a a, a cure-all, a one-of, but it is an important component, and that component is a demonstration of compassion in your leadership practice. Now, most people think that you have to make this choice, almost like a binary, right? You have to either be this great human being, you know, a compassionate human being, or you have to be this tough it is seen as effective leader, that this toughness is what brings your effectiveness. We have to choose one or the other, kindness or toughness. And, and the case is, no, it is not binary. Sometimes we need to make hard decisions, and other times 
we need to lead with that compassion. Okay, so um, there's been a bunch of data on this. I'm so happy to say, as you know, I love data. Um, there's been some great work, some great research, and some books. Uh, let me start in the beginning by talking about this uh, book called Compassionate Leadership. And it is uh, by uh, two uh, authors, Rasmus Hoggard and Jacqueline Carter. It uh, came out in 2022. Um, it's uh, a book, again, on compassionate leadership and how to do hard things in a human way. So there you go, the argument uh, I was making in their title. Well, their data is from thousands uh, of leaders, employees, and companies uh, over 100 countries. Uh, in over 100 countries, they found that when leaders bring that right balance of compassion and wisdom to their job, to their challenge of leadership, that they get much higher levels of employee engagement, of employee performance, employee loyalty, and just general well-being. That workplace is more fun. It's more enjoyable. And they have rich examples in their book. Uh, I won't begin to go over all of them, but uh, companies like Netflix, uh, Ikea, Unilever, a lot of companies, both nationally and internationally, where this data is over and over confirmed. So there's just a quick intro to uh, one piece of information and data. So let's talk about what it is. Understand the definition of terms, always important. And on this, I'm going to call upon an article from Forbes. Uh, the author, Laurel Donnellan, she's a contributor at Forbes. She's written a, uh, a, a recent article uh, in September 28th, 2022. And she, she starts off by saying, Compassionate leadership is the practice of using your head and your heart to inspire and influence people so that they, in turn, can inspire and influence others. Compassionate leaders use their influence to positively impact themselves, others, and our world more generally. So, compassion fuels a positive change. And heaven knows, in that intro that I gave about the myriad of problems in our country, uh, which I spoke about globally, and you know locally, uh, particularly what's going on in your neighborhood, it gives the leader in your organization an advantage to know more about this leadership core competency, compassion. I mentioned there's a lot of research, data that has been done to say, is there anything to this? Um, is it a benefit or should just the tough guy, the more effective guy win? Well, no. I said that in the beginning, but here is some additional data, some additional research from current times. One, compassion positively impacts productivity, employee and customer retention, both important profitability, and financial performance. Wow. Compassion. 
contributes to those things. This is good, right? Another item. Compassion supports strategic advantage in innovation, service quality, collaboration, the retaining of talented people, employee and customer engagement, and each of those capacity to accept change. We're living in a very changeable world. That last one might be particularly important and compassion supports it in a very affirmative way. Well, here's a number. 91% of leaders surveyed say that compassion is very important for leadership. Try that again. 91% of leaders surveyed say compassion is very important for leadership. And 80% say that they want to enhance their compassion, but don't know how. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit as well. What would be some things? What, how can we answer that question? How do I go about doing this? Well, one of the other things about our lives, the demands on them, the people we're here to serve, that we're doing our very best at is that empathy can lead to fatigue. Many of you know that. Many of you, sadly, are living with that. But compassion can increase your resilience and improve your approach to stressful situations. Now, this is from uh, Awakening Compassion at Work. It's uh, by Monica Warlene and Jane Dutton. It's a book from 2017. But each of those uh, research highlights uh, come from there, and I wanted to uh, just mention that quickly as well. All right, so the how. We, we raised that just a second ago. Let me talk about what these authors are talking about. Um, there's a, a, a good science center at UC Berkeley in, in 2019. They came up with these seven Cs. I'll just share them quickly with you but it'll kind of begin to crack open that door of answering that question. So how would I do that? How would I go about being more compassionate? Well, first they say to be contemplative. Take some time, pause, and deeply reflect. You will come out more compassionate through reflection and contemplation. Now, those of you that are regular listeners know that I've done an entire podcast on reflective practice and the values and benefits to leaders. Here, UC Berkeley's calling it contemplative. Second, to be curious. To learn and listen, there's a key word, learn and listen proactively. Now, notice that the word reactively does not appear in that sentence. And that's intentional, I believe. This curiosity is another one of those components that would enable you to be a more compassionate leader. Be curious, learn and listen. Confidence. Believe in the vision and the people you serve. Be confident about that. Don't be hesitant. Don't be reluctant. Be confident. About collaborative, empowering stakeholders 
to use their strengths to be leaders. Let them not only participate, but own a piece of the pie, right? Empower all stakeholders to use their strengths and to be leaders. Civil. Well, being civil should should almost go without saying, but again, in this day and age, maybe not. This civility, a demonstration of respect when confronted with differing points of view, that's important. How are we going to handle someone's feedback to you, someone's pushback to you? Civility is important. And the last item that they mention is to be courageous. And that is so important for leaders. Be in a position where you feel comfortable and feel strongly, courageous, to advocate strongly, not only for you, but for your people, for their values, and for their stakeholders. So it's a circle, right? It's without beginning and without end. So... What you might do is say, wow, that's too much. That's too many. What do I do? Well, answering that how question, what you might do is identify what you are naturally good at. Pick one, right? Pick one. Start with that and commit to one. And make sure that it's incorporated in your leadership practice. Okay? So, contemplative, curious, Confident, compassionate, collaborative, civil, or courageous. Pick one. There's one answer to that how question. Okay. So next, uh, I want to talk a little bit more uh, about what this means, right? This understanding of what it is to be compassion and how, again, answering that question, how, how to go about doing that. Well, Here's from another article, uh, Harvard Business Review. It's a current article, February 27th, 2023. Uh, The title, uh, Leading with Compassion Has Research-Backed Benefits. Well, that's the case we're making here today on the podcast. Uh, Three authors, uh, Stephen Trijak, Anthony Mazzarelli, and Emma Seppla. Make sure I give everyone their rightful credit here as I Uh, highlight some comments from uh, their article. Recent evidence. Contrary to what many employers currently believe, the recent wave of employee attrition has less to do with economics and more to do with relationships or lack thereof. So we're aware of this, right? Those of us that are in the business of employing people, uh, serving others, know that this employee attrition, particularly in the pandemic and now hopefully post-pandemic era, has been an issue, has been a factor. And what these authors are saying is it really has less to do with economics than with relationships or the lack thereof. The data supports that employees' decisions to stay in a job largely come from a sense of belonging, feeling valued by their leader, and having caring and trusting colleagues. Conversely, employees are more likely to quit when their work relationships are merely transactional. 
So, how do leaders foster a more meaningful relationship and relationships, meaning all their employees, uh, in organizations and inspire that loyalty? Well, these authors, in a word, say the answer is compassion. These researchers define compassion as an emotional response to another's struggles that involves an authentic desire to help. So talk about these words. They sound close, but I'm going to make some distinctions here in the next minute or two. Uh, and I think these distinctions are important. So please capture, <coughs> excuse me, empathy. Now that's the sensing, the feeling, the detecting, understanding component, if you will. But compassion goes beyond empathy. So don't equate the two. We have to distinguish between the two. Compassion goes beyond empathy by also taking responsive action. These authors say, think of it like this. Empathy plus action equals compassion. One more time. Empathy plus action equals compassion. Okay, so let's talk about that and how it can help you advance your professional success. Well, these uh, authors in Harvard Business Review say, well, the old school theory that looking out for number one, that's in quotes, right? Looking out for number one will get you the corner office is not actually supported by the evidence. In a longitudinal study from the University of California, Berkeley's Haas School of Business, the authors used validated research scales to assess the personality traits of people entering the labor market. After 14 years in controlling for demographic and corporate factors, those who were selfish, aggressive, and manipulative were less likely to move up the ranks. Well, that right there caused you to look, pause and say, what, really? No, I thought just the opposite. The authors say, instead, those who were generous and agreeable were more likely to be promoted to a position of power. A University of South Carolina study that surveyed representative samples of the general population in the United States and European countries Across, across a wide range of income levels found that people with, in quotes here, pro-social motivation, and by that they mean those who are kinder and more generous, pro-social motivation, kinder and more generous people. Those folks tend to have higher incomes compared to selfish people. Well, that causes you to pause, doesn't it? A Canadian study assessed the personality traits of nearly 3,000 kindergartners and followed them for 30 years. They found that among men, independent of IQ and family background, those who showed the most kindness to others in kindergarten had significantly higher annual earnings compared to those who were aggressive or oppositional. One more time. 
those who showed the most kindness to others in kindergarten had significantly higher annual earnings compared to those who were aggressive or oppositional. So, of course, you're, you're listening to this podcast uh, and, and you're saying to yourself, well, if kindness is this great way to get ahead, maybe what I'll do, and this is quoting from the article again, I'll fetch coffee and write birthday cards for everyone at work and watch my star rise. Exclamation mark in the article. Not so fast. Research also shows that motives do matter. If you display kindness or compassion to others for strategic or selfish reasons, you might as well forget it. Research shows that you have to be authentic and altruistic, not self-serving. If you are, it won't work. So, here's their conclusion. Instead of thinking give to get, the data supports a mindset of live to give. Talking about giving compassion. So here's another author, Simon Sinek. He, he talks about this similarly. And he describes leaders focus less on being, quotes here, in charge, end quote, and more on taking care of those who are in their charge, that's, a, that's the sign of a compassionate leader. So what happens is we're, we can't undersell this notion of soft skills. And in this case, the notion of compassionate leadership core competency as one of your important leadership core competencies. Compassion is researched, it's scientific, it's absolutely verifiable that its impact to you, your people, and your organization is real. But it requires you to be real as well, to be authentic, to be genuine in your exercise of compassion. If you are doing it, as these articles have made clear, in an unauthentic way, a non-altruistic way, those that you serve will see right through it. And it not only will not work, it may work adversely against you. So, identity is important. Who we are. Our true selves is absolutely critical in our leadership journeys. Looking for that good within us, I believe we all have it. Look for that good within us. As the one piece I mentioned earlier said, contemplation, reflection, looking in that interior self, that interior person. Take the time. To do that. You know, another one being just curious, listening actively, intently to others, hearing what they're saying, not just the words, but the meaning behind it. 
there are many ways for you to embrace the idea of compassion in your leadership. That's the message for today, folks. I really feel strongly that this is not a soft skill. It's a quite a challenging skill. It could be a difficult skill to acquire and to be excellent at. But the dividends for you, your people, and your organization is absolutely documentable. It's important. Let's think about being more compassionate in the exercise of our leadership. All right, everyone. Thank you again. We'll talk soon. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. John Bedker's Leadership Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please tell your friends and, of course, please follow our podcast and subscribe. Thank you again for tuning in.